equally strongly, and maybe I think about this maybe more, um, is a second thought, which is just about the importance of time, actually, and the importance of, of perseverance. Um, you know, after that first kind of heady year of Teach for America, we encountered many, many difficulties. Um, huge political challenges, huge financial challenges. It turned out it was a lot easier to raise the two and a half million dollars in year one than it was to actually keep this thing afloat. And most importantly, just huge programmatic challenges as we grappled with how do we actually place a force of teachers who not only you know, survive, but actually excel with their kids. There were just huge learning curves and huge challenges, and honestly, near-death experiences for Teach for America. And yet, um, you know, my, my last few months in this have been interesting in that, you know, there's a lot of positive momentum around Teach for America. This year, 19,000 people applied. Um, we had 10% of the senior classes of places like Yale and Spelman applying to Teach for America. Um, a far cry from when we literally, for three years straight, you know, sweated to meet every single payroll. In the last five months, we've raised $50 million in people who say, you know what, we want to give you money so that you can grow. Um, we've seen our alums out there just, you know, winning the highest accolades even teachers can win. People who decided to stay in and, you know, last year the National Teacher of the Year is a Teach for America alum. People who you know, alums who are going on and doing these incredible things. And people ask me now all the time, did you ever envision this? Like, did you ever envision that it could get to this point? And, um, you know, maybe the ironic thing about it is that honestly what I think when people ask me that is, oh yes, I, I, I envisioned this. I thought this was going to be where we were in year two. Or maybe year three at the very most. What I never in a million years could have envisioned was how much it would take, um, you know, to get where we are. And, and as much as I see that in our own kind of experience at Teach for America, I see it as well in the experiences of our core members and of our alumni. Um, I think about this guy, um, whose name is Chris Barbic, uh, who started teaching in Houston in 1992 taught sixth graders, was a true superstar teacher and you know, truly changed probably the life prospects of his sixth graders in that year. But he watched his sixth graders go on into a middle school that was so dysfunctional that his kids kept coming back in his room and saying, we're just not getting an education. His kids' parents were coming in and saying, you've got to help us, like this is tragic. And he knew the odds for his kids, his sixth graders had an 8% chance of graduating from college. And just because of what he had seen to be their real potential during the year he taught them, he said, you know what, I do have to do something about this. And he went out with the support of his kids' parents and convinced the school board in Houston to give him a school building. So this is a 20, you know, I guess four-year-old or five-year-old at the time who starts a middle school, ends up realizing I gotta start a high school so he's now been at this, I guess, for 14 years. And uh, a couple of weekends ago, I'm reading Newsweek magazine, and they've ranked the top 100 high schools in America without taking into account the socioeconomic background of the students they're reaching. Um, and the way they did it, I mean, no doubt the methodology is 
debated as everything in education is, but their methodology, which they would say is you know, the way to rank high schools, is to look at the percentage of the kids in the school who are taking college-level classes, like advanced placement classes or international baccalaureate classes. So Chris's school is on that list. Now, a couple things about that. One, it's the only school where 75% or more of the kids are on free and reduced lunch, or truly you know, from low-income family backgrounds. Even more striking, it is the only school in Houston on the list. So according to Newsweek, you're better off going to Chris's high school than you are to any other high school in the city of Houston, even the high schools serving pretty ritzy communities. So I know from talking with Chris over the last, you know, more than decade now, the incredible challenges this guy faced. I mean, we are talking battles and battles for school buildings big enough to house his high school, political challenges, you know, scrambling, trying to find the last $25,000 to keep the thing afloat. Um, just many, many challenges. Um, but when I think about the fact that this guy persevered and what he had to show for it at the end of the day, like someone else might have left after two years of teaching or um, just given up there in the middle of all of the crises, but he stuck with it. And, and you know, boy, does he have something to show for it. He is truly, truly showing. He, he's turning educational inequity in Houston literally on, on its head. Um, so that's the second thought. Um, and, and the third is just the importance of finding your passion. Um, people probably think I am nuts. I mean, I have never personally been so charged up about Teach for America. Um, and, you know, there are reasons for that that have to do with everything I've learned over the last 15 years. Like, I see through the examples of Chris and Liam and Emily and many, many others, um, the incredible disparities that persist in our country. But I see those disparities um, juxtaposed against the possibilities and the clear potential of kids, the fact that clearly those disparities don't exist because the kids can't do it. You know, they exist because somehow as a society we haven't given them that chance. And, you know, I have become so convinced that if we can get enough of our future leaders to have the experience of teaching successfully in a low-income community, that that will not only change the kids of lives of kids growing up today, but, but will ultimately change our national priorities and the prevailing ideology in our country. And I think that could make a real difference. And that's what leads me to uh, honestly work harder than I even worked in year one to try to get this to the next level. And when I think about, you know, people ask, like, how did you you know, what led you to do all those crazy things in that first year? Like, say, I'm going to go raise two and a half million dollars to make this happen, or launch a recruitment campaign, or whatever it was that we did. I think, you know what, really one thing, I just believed so much in this idea. And then when people say, well, what led you to persevere through this whole thing? Um, I say, you know, I think the same thing. It's just the belief in this idea. And now there are many other things in my life. I've got three little kids. I've got you know, I mean, I'm getting old. I'd like to sleep more than, you know, five hours a night or whatever it is at most. Um, but what keeps me going? And it's just an incredible passion for what we do. And um, it's exhausting, but I just can't imagine feeling luckier than I feel to have found that. And, you know, when I talked to Chris after I saw his listing in Newsweek, um, 
I, we, I was talking about the various challenges he'd faced and asking him, what led you to stick with it? And he just, you know, one sentence. He's like, I just really believe in this, you know. And so I, as I look out on you all and, you know, to Mrs. Reynolds's point that you all are the draw, that is so, so true for, for me, certainly. I mean, it's the reason I wanted to come here because, first of all, I know that right now in your life, before you get too experienced, your decisions matter so much to the way our society turns out, both because of your potential right now to ask the naive questions and the right questions, and because I know that what you will learn if you expose yourselves to the real world right now will shape the kind of leadership that we have in our country and, and in our world. Um, so I wish you all the, um, the exhaustion and the incredible fulfillment of finding your true passion and, and your higher purpose. So good luck.